The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Domain Masters, the longest-running podcast where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. We discuss domains from many different perspectives, including the legal rights of owners and trademark holders, domain values, and monetization strategies. We show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business so you can gain favorable search engine rankings. We discuss power tools of the trade with the power players of the industry every week right here on Domain Masters. Please welcome your host, Victor Pitts. Welcome on to uh, tonight's uh, Domain Masters uh, episode. We have Mike Ward. Uh, Mike has been on Domain Masters in the past. We've had him on a, a couple of times in interviews that we've had um, at the South Florida uh, Domainers uh, meeting, which uh, Mike is a, a co-founder and uh, organizer of uh, of that particular uh, group and uh, so welcome to domain masters it's just you and me this time how are you doing mike great i'm excited to be here it's always a pleasure to talk to you victor likewise um mike uh, so what I'd, I'd like to do with this episode is um we're going to kind of divide it in a few different parts first of all I'd like for our listening audience to um, be reacquainted with you. They might have missed the, the past episodes, but if you can kind of let everybody know just a little bit about you and, and your uh, uh, domaining, uh, what, what you do in domaining. I, I know that you own uh, a couple of uh, great properties and, and Boca names as well as uh, uh, Sushi Pro, but if you could tell us, give us, give us a little bit of an overview of what you do in domaining and how long you've been in it. Okay, well, uh, basically I'm a web developer. You know, I went back to school in the 90s, got a computer science degree, went to work for Motorola, and went off on my own. And since then I've been developing websites and applications uh, for local businesses, mm-hmm. from the seldom but profitable giants like FPL and Motorola to my little neighborhood realtors, which are my usual staple. So I'm not real big on selling domains, as you can guess. I, I really do web development to pay the bills, and it lets me use the spare cycles to build my own sites. Mm-hmm. And also, the type of domains I've invested in require a waiting strategy. So uh, since they're slow to realize their potential, it's my way of biding my time. I do web development. And that's what I do. I enjoy doing it. So let's, let's, uh, let's kind of explore something that you just mentioned, the kinds of names that you you bought. I mean, one of them I mentioned, which I really like the site, by the way, is uh, Sushi Pro. I'm a I'm a sushi fan, and and I know that uh, yeah. your, your lovely wife uh, Patty and you were very involved in um, in organizing events around you know trying different sushi restaurants and everything. So, can you tell us a little bit about the the different TLDs that you invest in, and and because I know that your strategy is different than than a traditional uh, domainer would be. Yeah, unfortunately, I did pick a different strategy than the guys that really did well in this market. <laughs> but yeah, I I seem to be able to uh, to pick long-term investment strategies. That's how you should characterize me, I guess, which means I'm still waiting around. But yeah, one of those was .pro domains. I got in real early and bought a bunch back when they were 99 bucks a year. So 
Mm-hmm. Back then, all the good one-word dictionary words were available. So I got a bunch of them. I got hundreds of them. And I've still got dozens. And uh, some of them I really love, and I like Pizza Pro and Draft Pro and Nutrition Pro. Uh, I have a bunch of those that I really love. I'll build most of them. I might sell a few. And I'm really bullish on those now that Affiliates has taken over the registry. You know, They've got a great track record, and frankly, the registry was poorly managed before, so mm-hmm. excited about that. Sushi Pro was my big hobby. I uh, love sushi. And this year, I've made up my mind. I'm going to spend a set number of hours per week and actually stick to it and see if I can make something out of it. You know, it doesn't really... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, how how is it that uh, Sushi Pro? Tell us just a little bit about what that site has on it and uh, and how it is that you make money off from that site. Well, it started out as uh, my hobby, so I built a little site there and I put a blog on there. <clears throat> started blogging, but never really was consistent about it. Uh, last year, I went for four months without a blog post, so <laughs> right. not exactly the way to big success. But it earns in the single-digit thousands per year, mm-hmm. and probably a lot of that is due to neglect. So this year, I figure I'll put in a set number of hours. If I can push it up into the five figures, then I'll just uh, say, you know what, it's worth it. I'll get some part-time workers for it and see if we can take it to the next level. Otherwise, you know, I'll pursue something else. I've a big, long list of stuff I want to develop. Including some of those other dot pros. So now, as a web developer, um, you have uh, designed you know websites for other people, and and obviously, I uh, have de- developed them and and operated or developed them and launched them on you know using dot coms and other extensions. And I know that you have a variety of names yourself. So, how do um, TLDs such as dot pro fare when it comes to uh, search engine rankings going up against like keywords and other extensions? I think they do just fine. I mean, there's not enough data to really draw conclusions. If I was a statistician, I will tell you the sample size is too small. They haven't, that extension just hasn't been built out. People have probably built a few hundred websites total, maybe a thousand, I don't know, but not very much when you compare who knows, maybe a million websites on .com? That's just a wild guess, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's just not enough evidence to tell. But from anecdotal evidence, I'd say they, they stack up, you know, just fine. Mm-hmm. And probably if you had the choice, you go with the .com. I think that goes without saying, right? <laughs> right. Anyway, the, the other areas uh, are long-term investments, too. I think you mentioned my Thai language domains and Japanese language domains are my other one. Right. I like the IBMs. I'm very bullish on them in the future, and I've been waiting and waiting on those, too. I mean, they're very different. Uh, the IBM market is great, but every little language represents a different market, and they are very different. So you better be a native speaker of the language or work with somebody that is, because they're they're very different. Well, let let me ask you this, Mike, because uh, you know IDNs is something that we we probably don't talk nearly enough about on on Domain Masters and. And frankly, other than a couple of uh, specialty sites, there's not a lot of uh, a lot of blogging or anything uh, done about IDNs uh, either. So the domainer community seems to be 
pretty uh, mum on it with it with a few with a few vocal people um, within the industry. And yet, when you look at the agenda and what's on on the agenda for ICANN meeting after ICANN meeting for quite some time, um, the the uh, topics on the agendas are are dominated in a large part by by IDN and things related to IDN and obviously the there's some um, real benefit to people being able to communicate on the internet in a global a global medium um, using their native language um, with with you know the keyboards and the way they would be typing it in their own way and interfacing with with browser with names that are showing characters that they understand that, that mean something to them so you know IDNs though are, are kind of scary for someone who doesn't understand the nuances of it and and I know that uh, you have uh, certainly gone through and and learned some things probably a, a few of them the hard way um, but you've learned things you've learned things about IDN and and what I'd like to do is have you share it with us so what are some of the nuances about IDNs that uh, that people should consider before investing in them okay a great question and yeah they are complicated and I guess like like all new technologies they scare people so but they're inevitable, so you can't just bury your head in the sand. <clears throat> but IDNs are basically just domain names. They're just written with different character sets than the ones we're used to with our English language alphabet. And, you know, not to get real technical here, but the domain name that's written in English, those characters are represented in one byte on the computer. and They're called ASCII to represent other languages. In fact, all the other human languages that are out there are represented in Unicode, which just uses two bytes to store everything. So the people that speak other languages, this is what they need, right? And there are, it, it varies from language to language. Some languages, I don't believe IDNs are going to be even viable. For example, Vietnamese, I pick on them, but because they were a French colony for years and because their words look just like ours with marks above and below the characters, most Vietnamese speakers that I talk to say, you know, we can just get by with the anglicized word. You just drop all the accents and use that. Mm -hmm. A lot of languages are like Thai where it's absolutely a requirement in order to disambiguate the words and phrases in that language First of all, because there are sounds in that language that don't map onto the character set that we're used to, vowels and consonant sounds, you know, like words that start with the NG sound at the beginning of the word, or uh, kind of sounds. Right. <laughs> but also there's intonations, like Chinese, there's five intonations. So the word that we would transliterate as C-O-W, Really, there's five words that are represented by cow, whether I say cow or cow or cow. And there's no way to map those five different meanings onto one transliterated anglicized domain name. Mm -hmm. So for those and other reasons, they're absolutely necessary in some languages. They're very tricky. I said you need a native language speaker to help you uh, for a lot of reasons. There are cultural pitfalls. But there's also, uh, like Japanese, for example, 
there are three written scripts that correspond to that one language. So are you better off registering the katagana, which is their phonetic way of spelling stuff? Or they have the kanjis too, which are the, derived from the Chinese characters, where one symbol represents something like tree, mountain, fish, etc. So you need to know what's the best thing to register. Not just it's not good enough to just know what's the primary term. Mm -hmm. Like in England, is it better to say property or estate or real estate? I mean, you can look up what is the best term, but that's not enough here. <laughs> so, so Mike, um, how is it? And of course, this would be a question that a lot of domainers would want to know. Um, how do you monetize uh, IDN names? It varies wildly from market to market again. I mean, my Japanese names, I've only built out a few. There's one Kamakura-shi, that's Kamakura, the city, uh, designated by that shi on the end as opposed to the prefecture. And that one's a mini site that uh, I monetize through affiliate links, which are very few. There's Amazon.co.jp and AdSense, which is the main staple of it. But those, the advertiser pool for that language is deep enough where they're all parked and they get good clicks. Their clicks go up into the dollars per click even, like, like English domains. So those do fine parked and I'm not in any hurry to develop those guys. The Thai language ones, by contrast, get horrible click rates. I mean, if you're earning four or five cents per click, it doesn't even matter if you're getting traffic. At the end of the day, you end up with a big pile of pennies. Mm -hmm. So those I try to build out, and I've built uh, about 100 of them so far, and they're not easy to monetize. I'm extremely bullish on those, though, for a lot of reasons. For one thing, Google just set up their office in Bangkok last year, so I expect them to be successful in bringing a lot more advertisers online. And I mean, right now, people pay four or five cents because they that's good enough to get on the first page. There's not that competition, but I think there will be. And also, there's uh, other issues, like ah, in Southeast Asia, there was historically a lot of old computer hardware running unlicensed old Microsoft operating systems with old browsers. Uh, like IE6 and older, that was a significant part of the market even mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, and those don't resolve Unicode domain names. Oh, lovely. <laughs> they couldn't even get there. <laughs> but that's changing too. I, I think, you know, I'm not sure I should have done my homework, but I think it's down in the single digits uh, for market share in those Southeastern Asian countries now. So times, they are changing. Well, it's a, it's a good point, though, is that uh, one of the considerations if you're doing IDNs and, and you're trying to uh, monetize, whether through pay-per-click or through, um, you know, developing it out or some hybrid, you know, formation or whatever, um, and the language that you're trying to reach in, in, in that country, you probably should have at least some acquaintance with what the... Uh, statistical uh, you know the, the st statistical overview would be for that particular country in terms of browser utilization and hardware because if, if you are on an older computer and stuff it, it it 
as you said, it, it doesn't resolve. It doesn't work, so it doesn't do any kind of good. But I'm happy to hear that it's changing, though. And if it's down in the single digits and 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 trending, you know, I guess it just depends upon the trend rate. But uh, that's that's great that it's improving. Yeah, it varies wildly from market to market, and you get very different answers when you talk to people that uh, invest in Russian or Chinese or other languages. Mm -hmm. and, the Chinese market, for example, the, the problem is you just don't get money per click again. Right. The, the click fraud rate is very high, and people don't want to pay for those clicks. Now, that, just, that, that'll change, right? Just to, just to clarify, when you're doing the IDNs, uh, like for, for Japan and for, for Thailand, are you also using the country code, or are you doing this in, in .coms, nets, and, and so forth, but in that language? Well, I do both, mostly .com, because I got in early enough where there was good ones available. Mm -hmm. But we bought a bunch of uh, .th and .jp, the country codes, and last year there was significant progress along those lines in that the extension was aliased, meaning that the, the second domain, uh, the domain part to the left of the mm -hmm. dot. The TLD, a, right. Oh, to the left Thai. of the dot, yeah, the string, right, okay. Yeah, the, the string is in Thai language, and last year the country code got aliased to the Thai language. So what used to be a word .th mm -hmm. now resolves as that word .thai written in that language. And in fact, uh, with any luck, there's going to be a, a bunch of aliases for .com this year. We'll be able to, we don't know which languages yet, but VeriSign is pushing ahead for a lot of these. Hopefully, they'll include Japanese and Thai. Now, in there. Mike, in, in respect to um, in respect to IDNs, where you have the choice of getting the IDN with the country code uh, or getting the IDN with a .com, is which is there any preference in your mind, at least for the countries that you're most familiar with, of which one works better? It's an open question, and I'm. It certainly varies by language. You know, uh, like historically Chinese, <clears throat> the .cn was very risky because the government uh, was prone to come in and take them away. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you could do about it. And in fact, I had uh, some experiences like that with Vietnamese, with .vn names. Uh, but I think it varies a lot from country to country. You know, culturally, some countries are very proud of their culture and their language, and they are very aware that using their country code is a way of finding a business that's in their country as opposed to what they consider international, the .com. Mm -hmm. So the, the .jps, for example, are pretty strong, and a lot of other Russia, I think, is a perfect example. They're very aware of it, and I think those are really good going forward. I, I think next year you'll see a or in the in the future, I think ICANN will take more rounds of new GTLD registration or applications, and I think those will include a lot of IDNs because there one one choice is going to be made for a set number of languages by VeriSign this year, like the .com equivalent in language ABC, whatever that is, mm -hmm. the best best term that's short. That means commercial or commerce or company or whatnot. And I think there'll be a lot more 
uh, apply for in the future, in the next round, whenever that may be. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Um, hey, Mike, we're going to break real quick for some commercials, and uh, when we return, uh, we're going to have more of an interview with uh, Michael Ward. And uh, so stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Domain Masters. This is Victor Pitts. You're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. Domain Masters will be back after this short break. Stay tuned. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Superior Affiliate Offers, Superior Affiliate Brands, Superior Affiliate Service, The Superior Affiliate Management. Superior Affiliate Management delivers direct, exclusive offers with weekly payouts. Their mission is to ignite your e-commerce and ignite your commissions. Superior Affiliate Brands means our work with the Internet Retailer's Top 500, as well as new brands, thanks to their full-service agency and CPA network. Superior Affiliate Service means lifetime bonus referrals and personal VIP treatment. When you hear Superior Affiliate Offers, Superior Affiliate Brands, Superior Affiliate Service, that's S-A-M-O-P-M.com. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Warning! Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause Webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with more Domain Masters, where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. Here's Victor Pitts. I want to welcome you back to Domain Masters. My name is Victor Pitts. You're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. Uh, joining me on tonight's uh, episode is Michael Ward, also known as Boca Mike. Um, Mike is uh, is a <clears throat> an individual who um, is has skill sets, I think, right now that are in, in of tremendous value and that a lot of domainers are moving more towards the direction of developers and Mike kind of came from the background of being a developer and is a developer and and, and took on domaining and interest in domaining as he years uh, went by. 
Um, he has a couple of, uh, of successful sites that I'll point out to you, Sushi, uh, Sushi.pro, which is built on a .pro uh, TLD. Uh, you don't see many of them. But uh, it, it's something that there are there is there is value in there and getting good keywords. Uh, Mike's experience with him in terms of the search engines is he hasn't uh, seen any sort of penalty. They've they've been able to rank well when he when he works on the sites. <clears throat> Mike also has uh, a good bit of experience with um, well, I think a great amount of experience in terms of uh, IDNs and specifically into the uh, Southeast Asian community um, with Thailand and and also uh, Japan, uh, both in developing and monetizing them in different ways. Um, he's someone that understands the languages and, and the cultures and um, certainly has the uh, the skill sets then to. Uh, um, make good use of the domain names trying to reach those folks. So welcome back after that long re-intro back into Domain Masters. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks. It's going to be hard to live up to that. Uh, no, I think you, you do you do okay on that every day. So um, what I'd like to do is kind of change gears a little bit. And, and if there's anything that you want to come back to, Mike, in terms of what we talked about, we, we can do that uh, towards the wrap-up part of the show. But... What I'd kind of like to ask you right now is, um, you know, looking at, at 2010 and then you can kind of, or excuse me, 2011, uh, and then and then kind of looking forward towards uh, some of the big issues and topics that are facing uh, domainers uh, far and near uh, in, in 2012. What are some of the big takeaways that you had and and, and from 2011, what kind of year was it in your mind? What did you draw in terms of lessons learned? And what are some of the things that you're following uh, in this upcoming year that could impact your business? Oh, great question. Uh, changes in the wind. I think that's great, though. I'm a big optimist. And when we stop having massive change, there's something wrong. We're in trouble. <clears throat> to me, the top stories uh, are the top three things from last year. I'll give you three. Uh, an easy one, the decline of parking, which is an ongoing thing, but really obvious last year. I mean, there's buy and hold investors that need a way to offset the carrying costs for their dom domain portfolios in order to alleviate the pressure to sell domains, right, to mm -hmm. finance that carrying cost. They're not happy, right? Uh, domain flippers could care less, right? But I think it's pretty clear that development has emerged as the only viable way to monetize a domain over time. Development is the name of the game. And while it's true that crappy development will yield nothing, <laughs> the upside potential for developed websites has never been greater. I mean, things go viral now, and it's just amazing on the Internet of today. So uh, I think the decline of parking and the obviousness of uh, development is a big trend from last year. Another one I would have to get in my a plug for IDNs again. And uh, the string to the right of the dot should be the big story this year, I would hope. And new GTLDs, you know, that I think has to be one of the biggest stories. I, I think everybody, even the people that are curiously excited about it, like me, are underestimating this, the impact that it's going to have in the long term. I think it's going to change the Internet in fundamental ways. Of course, 90% of these new ones are going to be complete busts, right? But, but I think there's 5% that are going to be winners 
big winners and really over time are going to do some amazing things on the internet. Um, I look at all the whining we heard from misguided industry associations, the advertising industry in particular. And I think these are some of the main beneficiaries of the new TLDs in the short run at least. I mean, they have an opportunity, or maybe not the entrenched ones that are burying their head in the sand, but the new guys on the block have an opportunity to take marketing and branding to the next level with these. And I really like some of these guys, like uh, the one that apparently didn't pan out, Todd Bank. <laughs> the potential was there to re to eliminate phishing attacks on bank on online banking. You know, if you go to Wachovia.bank, and if there's a international body that lets the national uh, associations or banks that are certified by the national governments. If they only let those guys register domains, then you know damn well you're at the right place. You're not at some right. Romanian hacker's website that doesn't really use an A in the second letter of Wachovia. He's using a number, something from another character set. But also really uh, bullish on .gay. I think there's uh, people with discretionary spending that would give preferential treatment to gay-friendly businesses. I think those geo ones are killer, like .nyc, if that ever gets out of litigation, I think will be a monster. Can you imagine real estate .nyc? I know, I know. I also think, um, you know, whoever ends up being the winner in the real estate one, I think there's a few .mls and .real. I think if they're smart about administering the domain and they get everybody on board, all the big brokerage and uh, the, uh, if they division up the domain space in a smart way so it's intuitive and I can go to my neighborhood dot my city name dot MLS or dot real whatever whoever the winner is. I think one of those guys will do real well. Like just like good ideas in business. Yeah. The good ideas are a dime a dozen. It comes down to implementation. Yeah. So one of the the other things that um it, we're we're seeing more and more um pressure put upon not only the domainer uh, community uh, but well beyond the domainer community and, and reaching out to every registrant, um, registrar, registry, hosting company and anybody that touches the internet is, is pressure from uh, governments to uh, in, in terms of uh, uh, you know Keeping clean, doing you know good behavior online, um, you know cutting back, cutting down on cyber squatting and and phishing and all those other you know nasty things that gives the internet a bad name. Uh, the government's uh, you know getting pressure from their constituents and the elected officials are putting pressure then on the forces that, that you know within that uh, that steer the internet and and putting pressure on registries and registrars and and so forth I'm seeing a lot of that um, to maintain good records good who is records good uh, uh, contact information and so there's I think there's going to be a lot of, of um, you know regulatory pressure coming in the future if if the industry doesn't self-police and, and 
and keep keep the bad guys in check. I think that they'll be the governments are going to step in, and I never like it when the governments step in because they kind of muck everything up. But but um, you know, I, I kind of see that as something that uh, might be coming. What what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, it sounds like a safe bet to me. I mean, the stepping in and dealing with things through poorly thought through legislative. Uh, means it seems to be irresistible to politicians. Yep. And there are always going to be those lobbyists that, uh, well, I mean, you look at this country in the recent past with the Motion Picture Association, the recording industry, and, and others, and they just would rather sometimes do anything rather than embrace the technology and try to build themselves a viable position for the next decade. They just spend their money on lobbying. Yeah. And just try to legislate a solution to erect barriers of entry, and we suffer. We yeah. don't get innovation because of that. I hate yeah. it. I think it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, Mike, I, I really appreciate you being on Domain Masters, and and I think it was a it was a very informative uh, episode. I'm I'm glad that you uh, accepted my invitation, and um, I look forward to. Uh, uh, seeing you again at the next uh, South Florida Domainers uh, meeting, and you guys always put on such an incredible event with with one of the largest, if not the largest, um, Domainers uh, group in in the country. Although you know, props got to go out for the uh, Los An- the group in in, in Southern <laughs> California. They had a pretty good uh, turnout um, the other night when they they had their uh, event open up just before the Domain Fest, which was was pretty pretty sharp, but. But you guys always put on a, uh, a top-notch, uh, you know, meetup uh, for domainers, and I look forward to meeting you at that upcoming event. Um, and thanks again for being on Domain Masters. Yeah, you think I got time for a quick plug for that? Uh, you do. Why don't you go ahead and let, let us have it? Okay. Yeah, we're we're not really competing with the South California guys. That's a great group out there, and there's some other ones too, but. We've been uh, holding our events since mid-2009. It's myself and Stu Maloff and Rick Waters are the organizers now. Last events, we've been having about 75 people each. I think we're going to be able to take it up to about 100 this time. But nice. We are planning uh, for March the 7th to have an event. We're so lucky to be living in this part of the country where there's just an abundance of industry veterans and movers and shakers and so many of the people that made this industry what it is. And that's not just uh, great for getting great members and making interesting meetings. I mean, we're lucky we seem to have plenty of sponsors. We have uh, the moniker and snap names guys in our backyard and domain holdings. Those guys are, are looking like perennial sponsors. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of uh, other smaller sponsors too. So we think we'll be able to Get, if we can find a good venue, we'll be able to get uh, 100 people into our meeting this time. And, yeah, we won't quite reach the level that those guys in L.A. did. Congratulations out to them. But, you know, hopefully people get a lot out of it. I'm not even going to drop names of the people that you see at these meetings because I'll leave some out. And the ones that I leave out are like the people yeah. that built this industry. I, I would yeah. hate to do that. But if I did, you would recognize them all, all you people listening. Mm-hmm. Well, I people know that. Like Victor Pitts, you know. He's, hey. uh, <laughs> well, it's it's fertile it's fertile ground for entrepreneurial spirit in in South Florida, and there there certainly are a lot of domain investors 
that uh, that uh, live in at least part of the year down here and and do business anytime there's an offer. So it's uh, definitely a good place to be working at. But I do appreciate you you being on uh, the show, and I appreciate the uh, great job that you know you Stu and and Rick all do with the uh, South Florida Domainers meeting. So we're going to have to wrap this uh, episode. And so, uh, folks, I want to thank you for once again listening to Domain Masters as we come to a close of, close of another episode. This is a radio show where you learn to be the master of your domain. And I'm your host, Victor Pitts, and you're listening to and you're listening to Domain Masters on WebmasterRadio.fm. All of our shows are archived at WebmasterRadio.fm as well as podcasts on such popular locations as iTunes, Google, and Yahoo. Come back again to WebmasterRadio.fm next week for another informative Domain Masters episode. Till then, best wishes, and I hope that you're each the master of your domain. Good night, folks. on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Stay big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save big.